0: Alright, good evening everyone. We're back from the holidays and ready for this new year. Thank you for coming to Bible Study. I appreciate that you take time out of your week so that we can dig deeper into God's Word. On Sunday we, we hear a sermon, but on Wednesday we dig a little deeper to get the, the knowledge and the nuggets in God's Word. So we are continuing our series on Stand Firm in Your Freedom, book of Galatians. And the fruit of the Spirit is our focus, and we focused on the spirit of goodness. Part We just did the part one. We're going to do part two, part two tonight. So how would you define good, just off the top of your head? How would you define it? What's that? God, that's true. Yeah, that is true. We'll find that out. Any other definitions of Good. And some, and it may not even be the, the biblical form of goodness. What is the? How would the world define good? McDonald's, McDonald's yes, that's good. Yeah, now I'm having eaten dinner. You're making me hungry. Yes. Oh, you wear your good conduct ribbon. That's right. It's like that that guy that was voted the most humble, and gave him a button, and they had to take it away because he wore it. Uh, most humble guy in the church, but. Sometimes goodness it carries the connotation of just average. You know, there's good and then there's great. But that's really not what this word means. It, it, as it pertains to the fruit of the Spirit, good does not mean something average or just satisfactory or less than great. And even today, goodness, being good can have a negative connotation. And we may even had it when we were kids called a goody-goody-two-shoes or something like that. And so sometimes badness is rewarded in our society and not goodness. And that should not be. So the fruit of the spirit of goodness and all of these fruit, if we want them evident in our life, we are the branches. He is the vine. Amen. And so if we are filled with the spirit, if we continue to be filled with the spirit, then these, this fruit will grow in our life if we focus on trying to be good we'll miss the whole point is being close to the lord following the lord and being filled with the spirit we're just the branches the fruit will grow and so it's important for us to understand that and we'll dig a little deeper into the difference between being good and good works how do those work together so let's look in galatians 5 22 and 23 we we're seeing how different translations define these words, the fruit of the Spirit. NIV, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness. In the Amplified Bible, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which His presence within accomplishes is love, joy, or gladness, peace, patience, or uneven temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, or benevolence. And so the Amplified Bible says benevolence, and that takes on a little different meaning today in the Message Bible. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. So, it defines goodness as this basic holiness. And so, th- we're going to review what we studied last week before we jump in to da- tonight. Number one, the meaning of goodness. Let's define it according to the Greek and the Hebrew. Goodness means an uprightness of heart and life, it is a moral excellence. Letter B. It is a purity in heart and a righteousness in conduct. It always starts in the heart and results in our conduct. And we're going to see that we know it begins in the heart because that's where it all comes from. And so the meaning of goodness is that purity in heart and that righteous conduct. Number two, the source of goodness, of course, letter A, goodness is an attribute of God. In fact, it's how God defines himself. It's so amazing that when Moses was on the mountain with God, Moses said, Lord, show me your glory. And God responded by saying, I will have all my goodness pass pass by you. So it's interesting that when Moses asked for God's glory, God says, I'll show you my goodness. And so God's glory is manifested in his goodness, the quality of goodness. And let her be all that God is, and all that God does is good. It's like God is love, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good, as we say. And let her see absolutely every good thing comes from God. All good gifts, everything good in your life, every joy, every happiness, every blessing, anything good came from God. We and we have to realize this, even if it. It doesn't seem it came directly from God. You know, somebody may have spoken kindness to us. Somebody may have given us a gift at Christmas uh, that we really wanted. My wife got me a great gift. I, I love the George Foreman Grill, you know, because that's manly cooking. And so I was going to go shopping for a, a George Foreman Grill, but uh, her, her store, Williams-Sonoma, is closing. And so she's going to be out of work here in a couple of weeks, unfortunately. But the one in the marketplace is closing. And so if you've ever shopped at Williams-Sonoma, they're known for their quality of cookware. So, you know, like a $50 spatula. You know, it must be, you know, electronic and, you know, it's, you know, some kind of laser or whatever. But so she loves Williams-Sonoma. She's been working there because she gets a great discount. So, uh, but she found me a grill even better than George Foreman Grill. It even opens up all the way flat so I can make pancakes on it, which is another one of my favorite things. And so it it was better than what I expected. And you know what? Even though Jolene gave it to me, it was from God. Because God is good, and every good thing comes from God. Every good and perfect gift. That was a good and perfect gift for me, was that grill. In fact, I've used it twice with hamburgers. Oh, so good. I got to stop talking. I'm hungry. So consider every good thing in your life, even if it comes through other people or a circumstance. I think it's important for us to thank God for his goodness, to be reminded. Yes, the world can be bad. Yes, Satan is bad all the time, but it never affects God's goodness. God, God's purpose is always to be good to us. How many you know, Sometimes God's purpose is to be good for us. My mom used to say when I didn't want to eat my beets that they're not good. She says, but they're good for you. They may not be good to taste, but they're good for you. Oh, I still can't eat beets to this day. So God does good things, and sometimes God does things that are good for us. Eat your beets. So we see letter D God's goodness is manifested through his love and faithfulness. They're, they're, they're often used in conjunction together in the scriptures, that God's goodness means his unfailing love, his faithfulness, that we'll, which we'll go over next week, the, the fruit of faithfulness. Now, letter E is a tough one. Affliction and suffering can produce goodness in us, if we let it. The psalmist said, it was good that I was afflicted for it taught me to know you and to lean on you. And so affliction can be a good thing if we let it. Now, it's really how we respond to it. When trials and tribulations come to our life, if we hate them and we resist them and we struggle with them, it may not produce any good, the fruit of goodness in us. But if we go through affliction and we keep our faith, and we keep our joy, then we, we will grow goodness in our lives. And that's the goal, is to grow. Because if we're not growing, we're dying. So that's where we left off. We'll pick up there, new notes. Number three, so we always look at the definition of the fruit of the Spirit. We look at where it comes from, and they're all from God. But we, we study scriptures that show that God is good. And the third thing is we always say, okay, God is that way and he wants us to be that way. So we look at the definition of goodness, we look at the source of goodness, and now we look at the expression of goodness. How is it supposed to be lived out in our everyday life? And as you said, letter A, no one is good except God. No one. So any goodness, well, I'll get ahead of myself. We see this in Mark chapter 10, verse 17. Let's read this scripture. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Verse 18. Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. So what is, what is Jesus saying here to this person? What does that why did he challenge him like that? Any idea? Well, even he was made man, and hence he was not the pure goodness that God is. Well, he didn't lose any of his attributes. He limited some of his power, but he certainly still had the purity and the goodness as as divine. But but you're, you're getting close to it in that Jesus is challenging this young man. He's saying, why do you call me good? Only God is good, so are you calling me God? And so he was trying to get this young man to say, are you ready to make a profession of faith? Because if you called me good, and only God is good, then you must be calling me God. And if you are, you're right. He is the Son of God. And so I love how Jesus interacts with people. He, he he just draws things out of him and so this guy was left standing there thinking what do I say to that because if you're calling me a good teacher and only God is good then you're calling me God now the other question is if if no one except God is good then how can we be good no one's good but God so how can we become good if no one can True, exactly. By, by, so the, the, if only God can be good, how many know that all goodness comes from God and we need to be filled? We need to be filled with the Spirit and if we're filled with the Spirit, it's God in us, the hope of glory. And so we don't become God, that's false doctrine, but we take on God's attributes because the Spirit... Same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And how many know the Holy Spirit is good? And the Holy Spirit is God. Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit is God. The Father is God. The Trinity, the three in one. And so there is danger in trying to be good on our own. Because too often that attempt will lead to self-righteousness, like the Pharisees. I mean, you know the Pharisees tried to be good on their own? And they tried to even go far beyond what was required because they thought they could be good without God. You cannot be this kind of good without God. You cannot have the biblical fruit of goodness without God. Now we can do good things. This is why it's so important to understand that, that we're not saved by good works. But if we're saved, we will have good works. So good works is not the means of salvation, it is the evidence. It's the fruit of salvation. And so we can't be good enough on our own to be good enough for God. That's why we need a Savior. That's why we we need the Lord. And, And we were created to do good works, but that goodness comes from God. It always comes from God. It always comes from the Spirit. And so we have to be connected to God. Jesus said that that we need to stay attached to the vine so that we can have these qualities. Letter B. God gives his goodness to those who fear him. So how do we get this goodness? We're going to break it down. Psalm 31, 19. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. If we have a healthy, holy fear of God, and if we take refuge in God, then it says He gives us, He bestows goodness in us if we fear Him and if we take refuge in Him. So this is how we get to become, This is how we become good. This is how we bear the fruit of goodness. Letter C. Those who are in the light will manifest the fruit of goodness. How many of you know, we, any plant needs sunlight to grow? Now, I am a plant killer. I do not have a green thumb. I am the killer thumb. And so I, I don't grow anything well. Uh, But I wanted a a live plant in my office. So Jolene got me one of those live plants that requires almost nothing. Doesn't require much light or uh, much water, but I was gone over vacation. I was out of my office and my whole plant was leaning toward the window that was cracked open. The blinds were just cracked open. Because the plant, even the plant knows it needs light, and that was a, the plant was telling me, "Look, I'm bending over toward the window. Give me some light." And so, goodness cannot grow in darkness. This is so important. Look at Ephesians five, eight through nine, or eight through ten. For you were once darkness. You weren't just in darkness. You were darkness. Before we came to Christ, all of us were not only in darkness, we were part of the darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. This is what, when we have the fruit of goodness... When we do good works from the heart, it brings light into the darkness. What distinguishes us from the rest of the world is we are good, or at least we're supposed to be. We we are good, and when we we manifest that fruit of goodness, true goodness, not self-righteousness, true goodness, when we do good works, when we behave according to God's word, There's light. And one of the greatest ways we can bring light to a dark world is to stand in righteousness. Amen? Because our world is in darkness. And so one of the greatest ways, and it's not arrogance. We don't come holier than thou. We come in the goodness of God. And we should not be ashamed to be good. That's what brings the light in the darkness. Verse 10 and find out what pleases the lord so that's what brings light goodness righteousness truth and whatever pleases the lord if we if we follow that there will be there will be light in the darkness goodness begins in the heart look at matthew chapter 12 verse 33 make a tree good and its fruit will be good Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brood of vipers. Jesus is talking nicely to the Pharisees. You brood of vipers. How can you who are evil say anything good? For out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks. We know this. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. If you want to get a measure of how much fruit of goodness you have in your life, listen to what comes out of your mouth. Because if harshness and anger and bitterness and criticism and judgmentalism, if that's the stuff flowing out, guess what? It's not coming from the fruit of goodness. If we store up goodness in our heart when we speak, especially in situations that are difficult, if we speak good things instead of negative things, if we speak truth instead of just what we feel, we've got to speak out goodness. And the only way you can do that is to have goodness inside. we we got to be attached to the Lord so that this goodness is stored up in us and we'll know, we'll know. Can you imagine if um, they I, they did this experiment with parents? They recorded them the, throughout the whole day and the things they said. And then they played it back to the parents and they were shocked at some of the harsh things they said to their children or out of anger and uh I, I saw not too long ago a woman just screaming at her child, and I just felt like I, under, I understand it's it's frustrating, but you can't take those words back, and you know it's going to impact your child. And so, it's so amazing. One of the one of the best ways to measure the fruit in your life is what comes out of our mouths. That's how we can tell, especially the fruit of goodness. Let's look at Luke six. Forty-three. This the parallel passage. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his, mouth, of his heart, the mouth speaks. And so we can tell if our fruit by, again, what comes out of our mouth, whatever comes out of our mouth reveals what's in our heart. People who know God become good people. And good people bear good fruit. But if the fruit is bad, so is the heart. However, we cannot be good on our own. We cannot be good just by focusing on being good without God. It is through knowing God that we begin to emulate His goodness. And goodness is not attained just by doing good works. Goodness produces good works. But God imparts the goodness in us through the fear of the Lord. And those who have the fruit of goodness in them will be good and do good. And so, again, this is, the the important thing is we realize that all the fruit of the Spirit have to come from the Lord before they bear fruit in our lives. Letter E. If we are good, this is how God defined, practically defined what it means to be good. It's how we act. It's how we love and how we walk. Micah 6.8 He has showed you, O oh man, what is good. And here it is. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. That's what it means to be good. If you want to define goodness, the qualities of goodness, it's people who act justly, rightly, and fairly. yes. correct amen if jesus said if you love me obey my commands and if we obey those commands goodness will be the fruit the evidence of our lives and so part of that those qualities of goodness is acting justly now that word justice has just been tortured and destroyed these days I mean, some, some that are crying justice are, are really meaning injustice. We're talking justice as God defines it, not as the world. Because the world perverts justice many times. But the, the purity of justice, what is right, what is true, what is holy, that comes from God. And he defines that through his commands. And so, if we act justly, and we love mercy... We love getting mercy, and we love giving mercy. Remember, God is merciful. It's another one of his attributes. And the the book of James that we studied, God, mercy triumphs over judgment. God first shows mercy, and if we don't receive that mercy, he will bring judgment. But the first response of God is mercy. And so it should be our first response, too. And, the, and, he, and Jesus said, if we show mercy, it'll be shown back to us with the same measure that we use for other people will be used for us. Boy, that's, that's hard to think. Think of a measuring cup. And you, if you just show a little bit of mercy, you know, just a thimble, that's all we'll get back in return. And so God is merciful to the merciful. And another quality of goodness is walking in humility. We're not puffed up, we're not arrogant, we're not proud. We are humbled. That's a quality of goodness. Mercy is a quality of goodness. And justice are qualities of goodness. And letter F, we have this promise. If we persist in doing good, we will reap a harvest. Galatians 6.9 Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. You know sometimes it can be frustrating continuing to be good when everybody else is bad or or has different values. And and sometimes or or it's hard to be good when people aren't good to you. And yet the Bible promises if we just Don't become weary in doing good things, doing the right things, doing the right way. If we don't grow weary in that and we don't give up, there will be a reward for that. Sometimes it seems in our society today that those who do bad get rewarded instead of those who do good. But those rewards are temporary and only on this earth. Those who continue to do good will be rewarded And sometimes, how many know, your goodness doesn't always get rewarded to you, but to your children, to your grandchildren. And that's what the Lord said, I will show love to a thousand generations, to those who love me. And so... It's 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 even if you don't benefit from your being good, your children may, your grandchildren may, those around you may benefit from your goodness. And letter G, those who are good are from God; those who are who do evil are not. That's the measurement. Third John eleven, dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. It's the fruit. We can tell if people are from God by seeing the fruit of goodness in their life. It's how you judge the, the prophets. Do they have the fruit of goodness? Not just are they dynamic and charismatic, but do they, does their life measure up? And letter H, we are to do good to everyone, especially other Christians. Galatians 6.10 Therefore, as we have an opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. How many know we should be good to each other? We should be kind to each other. We should should treat each other with respect, especially in the house of God. And when the world sees that kind of kindness and goodness, they will want to be a part of it because the world is not kind. The world is cruel and harsh but sometimes there's harshness and things like that in the church and it should not be and finally letter i we overcome evil by doing what is good my mom always, always used to say two wrongs don't make a right remember that usually when i was upset at my brother two wrongs don't make a right so Romans 12, 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. How many know goodness triumphs over evil? Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Yes, it's an evil, dark world we're living in. But if we as believers have the fruit of goodness, it will overcome the evil of this world. And so it's important for us to be good. Because when we're good, then evil is overcome. And so it's, it's a challenge for all of us to bear this fruit of goodness. Next week, the fruit of faithfulness. Let's pray. God, thank you for showing us what it means to be good. Lord, I thank you that you are good all the time. And we only need to look to you, draw close to you, and be filled with your spirit. You make us good. We don't make ourselves good. You make us good when we walk in obedience to your word and your commands. Thank you for that, Lord. And I pray that you would store up goodness in our hearts and that when we get in difficult situations or dealing with difficult people, no matter what, we will do what is right and we'll do what is good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.